Thanks for tuning in um, to episode number three of Aussie's Overtime. <clears throat> First off, I just wanted to say that it's been a while since um, we've been doing a podcast. Uh, I had a bit of a sickness, which I don't understand how I got a sickness in the month of September. But so I wasn't feeling up to par and wasn't feeling the best. So. Now I'm feeling good, and now we're uh, right back on track of what we're going to be doing. I wanted to also thank everybody for giving me a birthday shout-out, um, if you did. If you didn't, then, um, well, it doesn't look like you're a good friend, hey? Just kidding. But uh, it's, been, it's been, uh, been, been good, other than the sickness. Uh, there's a lot that's happened. Um, <clears throat> I won a contest, um, shockingly, surprisingly. Through uh, Spittin' Chicklets and Biz Nasty, um, it was the Can I Brands uh, sweepstakes um, thing, which was uh, entailed of everybody got to, or one person got to go um, pick somebody to go down to Arizona to see a Coyotes game, everything paid for, flight, hotel, um, with a bunch of spending money apparently too, so... Sad news is I can't go, but uh, good news is that uh, my older brother, Zach, is filling in, and he gets to meet Biz and see a Coyotes game, which I'm not mad that I can't go. For me, it's more that I wish I could have went just so I could talk to Biz and ask him some questions about podcasts um, and things like that, so whatever, but... My brother and his wife are going down, and they're going to have a fun time, so I'm excited for them. Um, we're going to have a good uh, episode, hopefully. I got a couple fun things and good things to talk about. Um, I thought might as well start it out with uh, something cool that I was thinking about the other day. It's uh, my like ultimate lineup in the NHL. Uh, bear with me. I mean, I, this, is, this is what I pick. Everybody has their opinions. Everybody wants or sees different out of players, but uh, this is what I think, and these are the guys that I think um, from three forwards, 2D, and a goalie that I would want on my team right away, and I think that they would are the best, in this sense, best six hockey players. Um, so first off, Patrick Kane, Chicago Blackhawk, not a big deal. Um, I think he's just unbelievable uh, with the puck. He has such good hands and vision, and I would have him on the offside because so he's a right uh, lefty, but I'd have him playing on the right side because I don't know how many times in a season he gets that one timer, and I think he prefers to be on that side too. But I don't know how many times in a season that he gets that one time shot, and he doesn't miss. It's remarkable. He doesn't miss, and it's it's really cool to see. And he's just a great player. 
On the other wing, I would have uh, Nikita Kucherov. I don't know how you wouldn't pick him on your team. The guy had 128 points last year. That's stupid. In the NHL, best league in the world, world are you kidding me? Um, he's one of those guys where he he's just so elusive and he he's not the I mean he's he's got flash um but he just makes everything look so um effortlessly for me um and he has a really calm demeanor that the guy could have six points but you would have never really noticed um that he'd have six points cuz he's not showboating I mean you're going to have emotions but you don't really see too much emotions out of him unless if it's a huge, huge goal or something. Um, for me, the hardest thing to pick was the center position because you have such good players like Crosby and McDavid. But hear me out on the guy I picked, which is Nathan McKinnon for the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I picked him because he's young, and I think he's the best skater in the NHL. If you just watch him, his his strides are so explosive and he gets from point A to point B within five strides. Say, okay, for we'll say from blue line to blue line and a dead stop. Some guys it might take eight strides. For him to get there, I feel like it takes him half that. So it takes him four strides. And every stride is so... There's so much energy and uh, power to it that he just makes it look so fun to watch and so easy, the game. I wish I could skate like that. Like, I'm a pretty good skater, but the way he skates, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's a different level, and it's it's he's the best skater in the league, in my opinion. And like I said, I think he's young. I mean, you could obviously go with McDavid, too. He's so good, but... I, I just I like McKinnon um, through and through. I think he plays with a lot more passion. Um, I think he's a, a little bit grittier than McDavid. Um, I also think Crosby's getting not too old, but if you think about it, McKinnon grew up idolizing Crosby, working out, working underneath him. So, I mean, he's learned all the tools of the trade, right? So that would be my... my uh, Three up front for um, forward, so Kane, Kucherov, and Kinnan. <clears throat> Defense, I would start out with uh, Victor Hedman from uh, Tampa. I think he's just he's he's got that big body. He doesn't use his body so much for physical, but he he's always in the right position. He never puts himself in the wrong position. Um, he's very smart. Obviously, runs the top of the power plays on on Tampa and. He's able to get guys like Stamkos and Kucherov the puck, so that's a guy you want on your team that knows how to bait uh, bait forwards or bait other the opposing players in, and then give it to the guys that should have the puck. Um, and then the D partner, I think a lot of people know him, know him, but I think he doesn't get as much credit as he should. Um, and that's Roman Yossi. He plays for Nashville. I think he's not flashy at all. He does all the right little things, kind of like McDonough, but Ryan McDonough for um, what does he play for? Tampa. 
but he's just, I think, a little bit more skilled and has a lot, a little bit more upside, uh, offensive upside. Um, like uh, on my notes here, I said he's just a diamond in the rough, a guy you want on your team, a guy that you can put in any position in the game and know that he he knows what he's doing and he's gonna come out on top. Um, he's got a f- unbelievable like the pass first mentality and like I said, he he has that offensive upside that can make him a that I think is the one of the best defensemen in the league and a guy that I would pick in my lineup. Uh, okay, so then the last um, position is goaltending. I, I mean, I, I know a little bit about goaltending, but I can't say too much. It, this is more just on what I see and who I like and whatnot. And my my favorite and I, guy that I would want on my team is Pekka Rene. I just think that he's very consistent. I mean, other than the fact that the uh, last couple playoff seasons Nashville's gone deep but they I mean some people say that they think Nashville should have won but you never know um it's, it's hockey just look what happened in Tampa last year with Columbus right they lost uh, four games in the first round so um I like Pekka I think he's very consistent I think he's poised he doesn't put himself out of position and I think he's always tracking the puck correctly and I think uh, the one thing, too, is with Nashville, they're a really good team, and they're, the defense are really good in front of Pekka, so I think that helps a lot. I mean, granted, you probably could maybe throw a different goaltender in there and he'd be just as good, but I think um, with good defense uh, and good goaltending um, makes the goalie better. So that's just what I think for those. Um, so you got Patrick Kane. Kiri Kucherov, Nathan McKinnon up front, Victor Hedman, and Roman Yossi on the back end, and then you got Pekarene in the pipes. That's that's my lineup. I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Um, and then you can also comment in the um, Instagram or Facebook or wherever what what you think and who you would want um, as your like ultimate lineup. Now we're just gonna <clears throat> sorry. Now we're just going to talk a little bit more for the Dagendorf fans. Um, what my ex- expectations are for the team this season. Um, I think we're going to have a good team uh, from up front forwards to goalies. I think our goalies are going to be really good. Should be the two best in the league. Um, uh, for me personally... Uh, I just want to have a good season and do whatever I can to help the team win. Our goal is to get, obviously, bumped back up, so why wouldn't we try to do that, right? And if that means doing whatever I can, then perfect. Bear with me, too. Fans, I haven't played center since I was uh, 17 years old, so it's been a while. But uh, I'm loving it now. It's fun being able to use my speed and skate with the puck up the middle of the ice and having players on my line right now, such as Christoph Gavlik and Thomas Greilinger, the legend of Dagendorf, the legend of Germany, I'm, I know. Um, it's it's fun playing with those guys right now and being able to use my speed and give them the puck and 
either get it back or have them skate with it and join me on two on ones or three on twos. It's it's getting a lot of fun and we're getting a lot of chemistry as a line. Uh, also, I think um, personally, I just want. I mean, I want to produce, but to just like I was saying, when the team wins and everybody wins and everybody's happy. I think up front our forwards are going to be really skilled. Uh, I think we're going to have four good lines. Uh, two two lines mainly f- that are going to be able to score a lot more, and then the other two are going to be able to score, but not as much as the first two. They have the skill, but it, it just might be one of those things where, uh, <clears throat> I guess, experience over youth. Uh, we got good players, and hell, you never know. They could score way more than... Me, Gavi, and guys, so you never know. Uh, but if you're put in a role, sometimes you just gotta gotta take what you can and and do what you can for the team, and then produce how you can. So I think our D can be really good. I think they they understand the game really well, and the only thing I think right now that's holding us back a little bit is that we just don't we don't move the puck quick enough. Um, not just the D2, um, but I think if we move the puck a lot quicker, uh, it's going to be way better for us, more beneficial because hockey is a fast game. And I think the more you can transition quick and go from defense to offense, it's going to benefit you in the long run and produce way more scoring chances um, and then produce way more opportunities to either have the other team interfere you, have the other team take a penalty, and then we get a power play out of it. So, And the more we have the puck and the more we're able to hang on to the puck and turn the puck up and try attack on offense, I think is ultimately the best thing. So I'm excited. I hope you guys are excited for this year because I am super excited. Uh like I said, we have a really good team, and I think we can do really, really well. I, I do want to say that I've been, uh, I don't want to say shocked, but I want to say just grateful and amazed um, with your guys' support so far um, with our preseason games. Um, it's incredible from the chanting to, uh, you know, everybody just showing up and, you know, being able to come and watch hockey. That is one thing I I think is way different um, in Europe than United States. United States uh, with college you have a student section, so they kind of chant and they they they're behind the net or they're in a in a certain section where they they're doing their stuff. But there's no drums, there's no constant clapping. It's just more so when it's in between whistles or in between periods that they're you know chanting. Uh, in Europe, or especially here in Dagenor, if you guys are just on the howl all the time, and I love it. I think it's I think it's great. It helps me personally because some some shifts you might have a terrible shift or you you miss a goal opportunity, but you know when the fans are behind you and they're still they're still happy and um, wanting just team success and wanting you know players to do good. That 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 picks. My, personally me up but I think it picks the team up sometimes when things aren't going your way I, I think the team needs energy and you guys have been doing great with it and I love it so 
keep that up and I just want, I hope uh, continue forward that we, you guys can keep on coming to the games and supporting us as best as possible because it's been it's been fun and you guys have been awesome. Just to talk about one thing that I, I'm one of those guys that I love to either see what guys use for gear, mainly sticks, um, but I, I'm a, I'm a uh, I guess what you can call it just a hockey gear nerd. I, I think it's so fascinating and just to see the different patterns or the different gears or the just everything people prefer in for themselves um, compared to what I like. So every guy has a different thing. I'm gonna just go through my kind of equipment. Um, rundown so you guys can understand just a little bit of what I'm a little bit nitpicky about or what I prefer um, instead of other stuff. Um, I, I love new gear. Uh, I think it's the best thing. That's what I was kind of thinking after I decided to hang up the skates and retire. I'd like to be uh, be maybe like a, a Bauer rep or a CCM rep so I can go around from team to team and take guys' skate size and what they prefer, see what they like for sticks and show them the new models or the new what what's what's out and what what they what I can help provide to them so they're feeling comfortable as possible on the ice. So maybe that's a situation or direction I can go after hockey, but this is just I'll just talk about what I like. So I'll start with I'll go from uh toe to head. My skates are kind of particular. I've had the same, like the boot, since I was 16 years old. And I just try to have them recreate it, recreate it. So I will post a picture too so you can kind of see what I'm, I, I'm talking about. So it's kind of a, a um, picture with, uh, with me saying this. Um, the bottom of my skates, I have the toque, but the steel part... I have that sharpened in a specific way. Um, I like more steel on my heel compared to the toe. So it makes me feel like I'm falling forward a little bit. Just because I'm a little faster player, I like to do cutbacks and I like to do power turns. It just makes me feel like I'm always on the balls of my feet, always ready to attack instead of just gliding. So I have those that are particular and... It's, it's tough. I can't get too nitpicky about it because not every skate sharpener is um, the guy who sharpens skates is the same, but I try to explain as best as possible. So with that, um, uh, the white part of the skates, the toque, uh, nothing's too particular about that, but from the toque to the boot, so the white to, like, technically, yeah, the boot, there I have a little plastic about a couple centimeters thick um, we call or I guess we can call it like a lift so what that does is just it it makes me feel like I'm just a little bit taller so my boot doesn't ca um, catch the ice when I do quick power turns funny story is it actually took me till Norway my first year of pro to figure out about this and throughout college and juniors, I, I used to fall all the time. And I always thought it was my, my skates weren't sharp enough. My, I had a dull edge. I had a bad edge. But now looking back at it, I wish I would have known about this because 
I don't fall nearly as much. Sometimes I do, but that's just because you're going balls to the walls and then all of a sudden you got to make a quick turn back and it's hard to catch yourself when you're going so fast sometimes. But what what I've found out was that whenever I make a power turn, my outside of my boot would catch and uh, you put all your weight on uh, the, your inside leg. So if I'm turning left quick, my left leg is the one you put most your weight onto, um, and then which entails that the outside of my left foot is what's going to hit the ice. So I would hit the ice and I would fall and I'd be all over the ice. And then once I got to my first year pro, one of my teammates um, showed me this and the next day I had the equipment manager order me a couple and I don't fall nearly as much. And it's amazing how just this little, little lift makes that big of a difference just because it sits me up higher up and when I turn, my boot won't catch the ice. Which is pretty crazy, but it's kind of cool. So on the boot itself and my skates, uh, I have a special tongue, custom tongue. So it's just not the stock. Um, I prefer uh, not the plastic eyelets. I, I like the normal eyelets. So I make sure I have that. On the back, uh, the tendon guard, I make sure it's not the pl- crappy plastic one. It's a good, the good uh, tendon guard that, there's actually a few, so I don't know really what mine's called, but it's a specific one. And then for my boot myself, the in inside material is not cloth, cloth-like, but it's sort of like that. So my feet sweat pretty, pretty good, so I don't like the... Um, the leather feel, so the feeling I have in my skates, I perform more. Um, my heel is a lot s- smaller. Uh, I have decently flat feet, so then I have a small heel, and then I got wide feet as well, but I don't like wide skates. So I just have them add an extra wide toe cap, which kind of makes the skate a little bit wider. So it, it's, I hope you guys understood kind of some of that it's hard to explain when I don't have the boot in front of me or the skate in front of me just to show you but like I said I took a uh, um, on my Instagram you guys can look at the picture on Facebook and then you can kind of see some of that so uh, the next part of my equipment um, uh, I guess I would be my shin pad my shin pads or shin guards or whatever you call them a lot like other players, I have the same shin pads, elbow pads, chest protector uh, for uh, the last 10 years. I don't. Nobody likes to get new, those new, that, that gear new because it's just kind of a pain in the butt. And once you get comfortable and you feel comfortable, then you kind of just stick with that because you like it a lot more. So my shin guards are the same. Um... I go with this girdle, um, breezer pants. It's a lot more comfortable. It's it's, it's not the normal pants. But uh, then, like I said, I have the same elbow pads and shoulder pads I've had for years. Um, I have I try to order the same gloves every year. Um, the Bauer four rolls. I just like them. They're a little bit bigger. They're a little bit more comfy. Um, I always cut my thumb off from the glove. 
so the thumb part is attached to the protective part of the glove, but you can it's it's a, there's just a little piece of cloth that you can cut off, so you can move your thumb freely, but still have it being protected. I cut it off just because I like to hold on my stick like that better. Some guys prefer it on, but I actually saw Thomas Vanek's pair of gloves, and he had his custom built, and I saw the thumb, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So then I just cut mine one one day, one summer, and I thought the feeling was so much better. Um, I can try to take a picture and have that, just so you guys can understand that. Um, but yeah, that's just a small thing I do with my gloves if I if I have a certain kind. Uh, helmet, you wear whatever you can have. Um, I prefer like this, the 4500 Bauer helmet because it's just a very comfortable helmet. Um, I think a lot of guys like that helmet too, so it just changes. Everybody has a different preference. Um, the last thing I'll talk about is my sticks. I use a really short stick. Not as short as some guys. Uh, believe it or not, there's a guy on my team this year that is smaller than me, which is the first time in my career that I've had somebody smaller than me on my team. And his sticks are smaller than mine. They look like little toothpicks. But So with my sticks, um, I cut mine down pretty good. I order them uh, 77 flex, but cut them down, so they're probably about 85 to 90. But then it takes a couple practices um, take a lot of clap, uh, slap shots, not really, but try to, um, just so you can whip it out a little bit. So I have that. Um, when I was at the USA team in Ann Arbor, the development team, I custom made a curve, um, and I've had since then. Um, it's a curve that's really, it's toe-based, so it's it's pretty flat, and then at the toe it opens up just because I'm a quick player, and I, I usually am in tight around the net, so I like to try to get the puck up over the goalie or underneath um, pretty quick. So I, I'm just through process of trial and error, um, trying different curves. Um, this is the one I created and the one I've liked the most, and now that I've used it for so long, I can't switch to anything else. So that's, that's my curve. On the blade, um, I get this sandpaper feel to it because I got it in college and it just made everything feel so much better. It's 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 uh, one of those things you can't de- can't describe why it feels so much better, but just having it on my blade, I can definitely tell um, if I don't have the sandpaper feel on my blade and it's just weird. So yeah, uh, with, with all that, I have my lie, which means the way the, the stick flattens out um, from the blade to the ice. Some guys liked it um, a little bit higher. Some guys like a little bit lower, just depending on how they kind of skate. So I stay, I have a pretty low lie because I skate low to the ground. And um, like I said, I'm doing always cutbacks and battling in the corners or I'm quick around the net. So I like a low lie. And just if you find something comfortable and you like that and you stick with it, and then my, I have a kick point where I prefer on my stick where the flex is if I'm going to shoot. And it's kind of up towards my hands because I kind of keep my hands together. And it just makes me feel 
that when I shoot, that's where I get my most of my flex from. Some guys have it in the middle of their stick. Some guys have it all the way in the bottom of their stick. Like I said earlier, it's it all depends on what you feel, and it's a process of trial and error. And this for me and now, I figured this out luckily around when I was uh, 15, 16, and now I've had it ever since, and I keep on asking for the same thing, so can't complain too much. If you guys have any questions about that, feel free to um, holler at me and ask um, Yeah, anything from well, if you, I could send a picture of my sticks or my skates or what I prefer in a certain brand of equipment to another one. Um, there's some guys that are, like I said, are crazy. Like, if you look at Sidney Crosby, the guy wears the same nut cup since he was, like, 12 years old. I'm not that crazy. I've had the same oval pads, shin pads, and shoulder pads for the last, like, 10 years, f- five years maybe max. But I'm not that crazy. So um, I can, yeah, just feel free to give me a holler of, if you have any questions and I can go into a little bit more detail about some stuff and try to do like a a live at or live video and show you guys all what I'm talking about. So that's pretty cool. Um, that would be pretty cool. I mean, so yeah, feel free to throw out your questions and hope you enjoy that. Hobbies are crucial in life, <clears throat> and the one I just wanted to bring up today was just Fortnite or video games. For people who don't know what Fortnite is. Everybody hates Fortnite that doesn't play. Or mainly girls with their boyfriends. But there's a reason why I think Fortnite has been really cool and great in my life. And it's because it keeps a relationship with somebody. So it's fun playing a video game. But... You're in this game and you have your um, your headphones in or, yeah, basically your headphones in and you're in a group chat um, talking over your headphones and you can talk to somebody and you can hear them during while you're playing. Um, this, th- that, that right there is way more fun and keeps you engaged in somebody's life than just sending a text message every day or calling them. I don't know. You're, 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 uh, the example I have is I have some good friends in my life um, from college days, from, from high school days, um, and ultimately my best friend from when I was basically like six years old. But uh, a relationship that I've had since starting last year has basically just grown and developed on such a different level of being able to joke with a person, being able to understand a person, care about somebody's um, life. And half the time I'm spent across the world um, in a different country than this person. And that person is Victor Lilligren that I played with last year when I was in Sweden. And uh, we almost play Fortnite every day, but... The game for us is fun, but I think, um, I don't know about him personally, but I think having that connection and having that communication with him and just um, having jokes and laughing at each other and laughing with each other 
is w- way bigger than the game itself. Um, <clears throat> it's funny, just every <laughs> every day we join each other in the in the lobby and we just say the same thing and we you know it's just every time it's a laugh or you do just the smallest gesture uh or like a fortnight dance and we just laugh at each other um and then with that playing the game like it gets so heated sometimes that we're yelling at each other um (laughs) to do better or uh, do this instead or like you suck what am i doing or like i hate this game i don't know but it's just it's one of those things where I wouldn't have the relationship I have with Vic if it wasn't for Fortnite. Because <clears throat> he stayed in Sweden. Uh, he's Swedish. Um, but And then I obviously left, and now I'm here in Germany. But through Fortnite, we've been able to um, stay communicating on almost like a daily basis. And every time um, I ask him how he's doing, how the season's going, he asks me the same thing. I ask him how his girlfriend's doing, um, you know, just staying a part of his life um, while he does the same to me. Uh, And that's why I think Fortnite is so much better. Um, That's why I think video games in general are so so much better than playing just the video game. And I don't think people understand or see that side of video games. They just see that, oh, you're playing a stupid game on a television when you could... Um, talk to talk to me over the phone or something FaceTime me um, it's just different it's like multitasking in a sense but it's a lot more fun I mean I I should not play Fortnite as much as I do or play video games as much as I do I'm getting better and better of not playing them um, especially in the summer I don't play them that much but um, right now I'm playing them a lot um, just because when you're in season it's something to do but uh, hey and some people make millions and millions of dollars playing video games. Look at all those guys on Twitch. They make millions of dollars to play video games. So obviously, it can't be that bad to play video games, right? So, But that's, just, that's one of those little topic things I wanted to just bring up and talk about. Um, and it would be cool if everybody, you know, got together and, and laughed and joked over playing some video games with each other. With being sick um, and just coming over to Europe, I find myself having a lot of downtime. I do play some video games, and with doing this podcast, I've had a lot of time to consume doing this and having fun and learning about um, the ins and outs, ins and outs of podcasting. And um, uh, kind of speaking with that, uh, I still have yet to get a microphone, so if the white noise is bad on this, I'm sorry. Still trying to figure out little things here and there, but just to get my voice and my story and my um, everything out there right now, I'm just happy about. So bear with me. Everything's gonna get better and more professional. So, <clears throat> but going back, just uh, having that little bit of downtime. Um, there's a thing I I get I guess you could start saying start following. Um, it's the NFL uh, team, Cleveland Browns. I don't even know why uh, I just came up. I always kind of been a little bit of a football fan, Skull Vikings, but I I always enjoyed watching. I played football when I was younger, so I think it was cool to watch. Um, And then growing up, I kind of gravitated towards some players in the NFL and 
some teams here and there, mainly the Minnesota Vikings, but a little bit the Patriots. But <clears throat> now I'm really into the Cleveland Browns because they hired a new uh, coach that's kind of different from everybody else. Um, they got Odell Beckham Jr., who I really like and I respect. I think he's a great not only football player, but I think he's he puts his money in a, a lot more than just his money where his mouth is. He puts everything on the line. So I do like Baker Mayfield too. I think he's kind of a the a Johnny Menzel shadow, but actually panned out. So, but this Cleveland Browns, they have a documentary on YouTube called Building the Browns. I suggest everybody go there um, onto YouTube and watch it. There's only 13 episodes right now, but oh, I'm sorry. Dang it. For first mistake, that's $20, $20 in the fine jar, hey? But go on YouTube, look at uh, Building the Browns. It's super cool to see. I really like to see the other side of sports and what people go through and um, how people approach daily stuff or how people approach for them. For them, it's the season, and for them, it's the preseason. It's the training camps, um, the coaches' uh, remarks, everything like that. There's a couple quotes uh, Freddie says in the, um, the documentary, but I jotted down just because I really like them. So I want to just say um, the first one that I'll just say I'll, I'll stick to one. He talked about and so, sorry, I'm just kind of rambling on this, but. This kind of goes into what our, I think my team needs to do this year. But so this is what uh, Freddie says about the, the Browns this year. He said that everybody is on uh, this airplane. And there's adversity throughout the whole season. There's always going to be um, battles and there's always going to be fights. There's always going to be some kind of adversity to hit either on the plane or in the plane. So it might be, say, we'll say thunder or a shortage of air, something like that. Um, and say that now this plane is crashing. So now it's everybody's duty to either stay as a team. Everybody's got to jump out of the, uh, the plane. But they have an option of putting on the parachute or not putting on the parachute, right? And the way he said this was everybody's going to jump out of the plane. Or if you, I mean, technically everybody should jump out of the plane, but it's going to be the difference of whether you want to put on that parachute. Putting on that parachute resembles that you got to battle with other people. You got to battle with your teammates, with your the coaching staff, with people in the front office. You got to battle with them, and you're jumping, you're taking this leap, and putting on this parachute with them because. If you're not going to do it for the team, if you're not going to do it for everybody else, and you're just going to do it for yourself, then might as well leave that parachute on the plane for somebody that's actually going to want it. So just from him saying that, I, I, I really liked what he said throughout of that. Um, throughout that. Um, I didn't explain it as much as him. I can't remember what episode it's in, but I highly suggest watching that. If anybody wants to th- um, send me an Odell Beckham Jr. Um, 
Jersey, I'd forever love you. But um, kind of going off to that, I've just been following them more and more because they're kind of America's team. I mean, America's team really is the Patriots, but I'd say the underdog of America is the Cleveland Browns, and I, I want to see them succeed. I think it would be really cool. They have some really good really good players on that team, and they have some really good people on that team. Um, and it all starts with Freddie Kitchens, and I, I think it's going to be fun to watch, and I'm, I'm looking forward to watching them uh, see how they progress and how they deal with uh, struggles and how they deal with... This podcast is brought to you by Steerage. Aussie's Overtime is happy to be partnering along with them, and Steerage is a direct-to-the-consumer brand who focuses on bringing the unique value to their customers. They've established a full USA operation where everything is designed and made in the house of New York. Made in the USA, baby. What sets Steerage apart from other brands that is Steerage operates like a farm-to-the-table kind of product. Whatever is in the, on that season, they make. Their mission is to never sit on any inventory, but still be able to stimulate today, today's consumer by rolling out new additions on a consistent basis. And because they own their own whole supply chain from material to manufacturing, they can offer things that others can't. Steerage also offers a B2B solution for companies who like to treat their employees a little extra than the norm. Steerage is one of the kinds of companies that everybody needs to look into, and it's in the right direction, uprising day to day. Go look and check them out. I want to thank you guys all for tuning in and listening in on this podcast. I feel like there was a little bit of an off, off rhythm to this, but... I'm just more excited to get back into the swing of things and to bring some content for you guys. So uh, if you guys would please share and tell people about the podcast and keep this thing going. Uh, we're, we're only rising from here. I think we're getting better and better. And now that uh, I'm starting to get more healthy and back into the swing of things, uh, keep on the lookout because more episodes will be dropping, more content will be dropping, and we're going to have a good time with this. I hope everybody's enjoying their back-to-school start of the season. For most, um, if, if you're working, keep grinding out. Um, stay, stay strong in what you're doing, and hope to see you guys back in the next episode. Cheers. Share